Hey listeners, we're back with another episode of the PBL Project Blitz. In this episode, we interview a couple of teachers, their first grade teachers from Babcock Ranch, Florida. Uh, their names are Rachel Crawford and Tiffany Bishop, and they are going to share their project on eagle conservation with us. So a little bit about their community. Babcock Ranch is a town in southwest Florida, and it's the first solar-powered town in America. And they have a school that's solely dedicated to doing project-based learning. So they are uh, moving towards wall-to-wall PBL. They are in their third year of implementation, and and so these first grade teachers are going to talk about a project they did um, that came about in a super authentic way. So they've got some cool stuff that they're going to share with us. All right, let's listen to that interview. Welcome to the PBL Playbook, brought to you by Magnify Learning, where we equip teachers with project-based learning tools today so they can engage and empower their students for the future. This podcast will give you the playbook of real PBL facilitators in the classroom just like you and help bring you strategies and tools for your PBL game. Now, here are your PBL Playbook hosts, Josh and Andrea. Gotta find a better way. Rachel Crawford and Tiffany Bishop from Babcock Ranch, Florida. Guys, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves and your background in PBL? Yeah, hi. Okay. Well, my name is um, Tiffany Bishop, and I'm a first grade teacher at, um, at Babcock Ranch, um, Babcock Neighborhood School. And um, actually, being out here is what um, is what got me into PBL. Because um, before that, I was teaching. Um, I had taught kindergarten, second, and fourth at a public school in Charlotte County, and um, we just ended up um, coming out here because we really liked the whole green scheme um, concept of the school that was being built out here, and then that's really how we learned about PDL, and um, our, what, third year, yeah. and, um, and being certified, and after doing it um, for three years, we it feels like our... Yeah, yeah, two years. Like, but we're in it. I guess we're in our third year right now, and so it feels like um, every year, like, just gets better and easier, and um, we're just constantly thinking about how to implement it. Every everything we do. And I am Rachel Crawford, and I also have been at the school. um, This will be my third year as well, and I think for. Um, I, I completely agree with her. We're, we're, our school is located in um, at Babcock Ranch, Florida, which is the first solar-powered town in America. Um, it, it has um, a lot of um, focus on environmental awareness and, and that sort of thing. So it kind of lends itself to um, PDL and what we do. We have lots of opportunities to work with the community. And so... Um, being at the school really prompted me to look at education and kind of change the way that I teach, um, and that's that's kind of how I started. The community out here is just beginning, and so it also makes it really easy to do PBL because there's a lot of community um, things that we can um, yeah. a lot of, with and yeah. create. A lot of development, a 
development. So you'll see and you'll hear as we talk about our PDL kind of what prompted it and the connection it has to the community. Awesome. So I, one of the reasons I'm so excited to talk to you guys is, is because I know just a little bit about that community. And so I'm excited to hear kind of what you guys have done in this in this PBL to to bring in that community engagement and to keep the authenticity. So why don't we go ahead and dive right in? You guys did a project with first graders um, around eagles in your community. So do you want to talk about that project and, and what you did, how you launched it, community partners, things like that? Yeah, so what what prompted it, what kind of launched it was um, our students, they would come in in the morning and we just started showing um, this live action um, eagle cam. Uh, it was, it's Southwest Florida Eagle Cam, and it's located um, in a, a couple towns over. Um, many of the kids were already aware of it, so we would play it live in the morning, and students started really observing, and then we started collecting data and what we saw, and that kind of launched the whole idea, well, what if there's bald eagles in our new community, which goes back to you know, being at Babcock Ranch, and it's a brand new, brand new community that's environmentally friendly. So, what can we do um, to to help raise awareness for the bald eagles that may be here at the ranch? And we later discovered there are some here. Um, and also, how do we raise awareness to other native birds? So we kind of we focused on the eagles, but we we also let the students. Um, kind of investigate and research other native, you know, Florida birds. And um, the whole, you know, the problem statement was uh, that we need to raise awareness and find ways to protect the bald bald eagles uh, and other birds. So that was our problem. How do we do that in a brand new community? Especially a community that they were, that was, um, a ranch. It was a it was a um, very diverse um, ecosystem here with a lot of different um, wildlife. And now they're building these homes, and so it really it, it inspired the kids to um, come up with ways that they could spread awareness and just get it, it out there known that we have these birds that were here before this community was built. What do we need to do to get the word out to let others know about these birds and how important they are to our environment? And it was uh, it was very easy to get the community involved. Um, we were able to partner with the people at Babcock Ranch. We shared our the first graders shared their ideas um, and talked to them about what they what they were learning and what they could do and kind of, you know, the scaffolding in between was um, researching these birds, how do we protect these birds, what could we do, you know, we learned about their habitats and their needs. We also partnered with CROW, which stands for Clinic for the Rehabilitation of Wildlife, and that is a a Southwest Florida organization that actually rescues birds so they came in and talked to us um to kind of keep a long story short it 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 kept um evolving and kind of exploding because the kids were so excited and inspired by this that after we did kind of all our scaffolding and and 
of information and meeting with community partners, they came up with this idea of doing a festival. What better way to raise awareness in a brand new growing community than to host uh, a bald eagle festival? So it it did. Yeah, that we used together. and just in one spot, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, it brought the whole community together. Um, and it wasn't just about the kids and their end projects. There was, um, what did we have? We had so many different... Yeah. We had different wildlife, wildlife... We had different wildlife organizations in Southwest Florida come to the festival. So including, we had Peace River Wildlife, we had the Audubon Society... Yeah. Um, we had the Friends of Cape Coral, which they were really, um, they focused on um, burrowing owls. Uh, we had... One of our community partners was um, Chip. Yes. Mixed, um, we had the actual sponsors of the Southwest Florida Eagle Cam, which launched our project. They attended the festival, and the she wrote a book, and she actually did book signings at our festival. So it was a really huge event. Um and uh, we were really excited. Now, the, the, the piece that was cool about it is that the students created some of the booths. So in addition to having the exhibition piece of it, like uh, the exhibitors and our community partners, the students also had booths. And the parents got involved. Um, we have in our... In Founders Square, it's the center of town at Babcock Ranch. There's kind of like an airnasium. Well, in that, we displayed all the students' research, and we had a microphone set up, and they started presenting. Now, this is the cool thing about PDL. We had initially just selected a few that we thought would be really good presenters, and they, we had a schedule. And so they were presenting throughout the day. But as the other students saw this happening, I can tell you that probably all but four students presented that day. Out of and we, out of two, out of around 40 kids, it was the coolest thing. Yeah, I think that's one of those things that a lot of times and some of the hesitation that that people have in doing projects or big projects like this with elementary students is that hesitation, like, can they really do this? Can first graders really present in front of people or or be part of that? And and it sounds like your project is a great testament to the fact that they can. um, And and sometimes you have to let students do that. So um, what were some of the other impacts that that this project had on students? Is there any feedback or stories from from kids in terms of what they got from this um, this project? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Um, I mean, we had so much of the school, like all these other students and other grade levels and other families that attended at... Um, for as teachers, we had a lot of students coming up to us that we didn't even know, asking like, yeah. um, "Oh, is somebody is this festival this year? Are you guys going to do that?" And even parents and um, yeah. staff members asking. Um, and this it, this may actually turn into an annual event inspired by first graders, which is really cool. Um, I think the other piece, like you know, as far as feedback and both for, for our students, they were 
were coming, after we were done our PBL, they were bringing stuff to us. They were having their parents send in pictures. They were bringing in writings. They were bringing in bird's nests. I mean, it kept going when we were done because they were so excited. And we had things like still going on our, our know and our need to know charts that, that they wanted to still answer. And they would go home and research it and bring it back to us. And any time that we had any other type of, um, so whatever we were learning about or whatever we were doing, someone always had made a connection back to what to the research that we did and, to, and, and just to our project, to our PDL. Like there was always a connection somehow. And we, like, it, that's the amazing feature to see that. Like, wow, they're always making this connection and they're bringing it to the next grade level. Yeah. So like our first graders last year that are now in second grade, um, they have that. And the nice thing about it being a small school is like second grade knows what we did last year, our PBL. And so they can kind of prompt to say, oh, okay, well, what can you tell us? And still remember it and they can have yeah. it. They become experts at whatever it is that we are, um, whatever it is that our PBL is about. And that, I think, is the, you know, the sign of a, a truly authentic, engaging PBL is kids that once you're done, it's not over, right? There's not necessarily that finish line that you cross and, okay, now we're going to move on and forget about it. It's, you know, sparking curiosity and and, and thinking about um, that project beyond the scope of what they did in school. So um, you mentioned that you might want to, like, repeat this project or have it be something that happens annually. So looking forward to maybe the next time you do this, or if you could go back, you know, either or what what changes would you make um, or what, you know, what additions would you make to what you did before? Yeah, and I I don't know that we would necessarily repeat the entire project because then it's not authentic, which, you know, that, that was part of the thing this project it was so authentic it was so student driven it was inspired by something we were just naturally doing in the class that evolved into something bigger I think that we can always say that if we make this an annual event that it was always inspired by that first grade class um, if we did do it again um, I think for me yeah, we we, we are, um, we get really excited as teachers to do this stuff. And I think that we, we've learned a lot from it um, because we're still new. And I think we, we put a lot into it. So if I were to do it again, I can speak for me. I don't want to necessarily speak for Tiffany, but um, I come up with ideas all the time. And my brain explodes. So I feel like if I were to change anything, I might tone it down a little. Some of the scaffolding, like it was jam-packed. Um, we covered a lot of standards, um, which is good. It's good, but I feel like maybe we could have um, really strengthened some of those power standards and and not worrying so much about filling it up as much as we did. It worked out. I mean, there, it wasn't. it's not a bad thing. Um, and the quality was still good. I just think maybe um, toning it down a little and maybe keeping it on track a little bit more, pacing, some of the pacing, because we, we did go a long time with it. It was a long time. So we, 
I do. I have to learn how to shorten them a little bit more. This was a good eight weeks, maybe more. But then, you know, sometimes you do run into scheduling issues, which we did for an event like this. So that that factored in. It took on a really big step. I mean, like, what we did for, um, for our in-game is, is huge. And so we really talked about that. Like, we took a lot of time, and actually we did more time than what we do it. So for me, it would be definitely fast. And we, we are kind of a go, go bigger, go home yeah. duo. Yeah. And so when we get into PBLs, we just we go our minds just yeah. kind of feed off of each other and we just become bigger and we have to just kind of scale it down. And we're learning that this year, especially with like the big notes that we started and how are we gonna um scale it down where it's more for um more depth less breath, but yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for spending some time with us and sharing your project. It sounds really awesome, and I wish I was a first grader in your class. <laughs> so, before we leave, I just I just want to share this quote. Um, that cause I, My first year at BNS, I was in kindergarten, and I read this article that our principal had shared with us, and as we were learning, and being in kindergarten, you know, you have five-year-olds, now we're into first grade, and they're still little. So in this article, and I wish I had the actual author of it, but I don't, so I apologize, but it says, project-based learning often feels like a risk, but anyone who ever underestimates the power of a five-year-old and their teacher is missing out on one of the greatest adventures of their teaching career. And I feel like that's true. Uh, I think a lot of people underestimate what they can do, and we try to really push them, and PBL allows us to do that. So, yeah, what a what a cool quote! Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. It was a really really great way to to kind of connect to that. So, again, thank you guys so much for spending some of your time with us, and uh, uh, we're excited for what you guys have uh, done and what you'll do next. Thank you, thank you for having us. Ready, Thanks again for joining Josh and Andrea for the PBL Playbook, where we give you the playbook of real PBL facilitators in the classroom just like you and help bring you strategies and tools for your PBL game. If you want to reach the pod, you can tweet at AskGIEBS, at MissB103, and at MagnifyLearning. Or you can email the PBL Playbook at MagnifyLearningN.org with any questions, thoughts, or ideas you have. Also be sure to show Josh and Andrea some PBL love by rating, reviewing, and sharing the PBL playbook with other educators. Over, stuck on replay, but I know-